good day to all who are listening to this podcast and thank you for being with me in this journey through Revelation. This this podcast um, includes chapters 1, 2 and 3 of Revelation. It starts with the prologue and then continues with the letters to the churches of Asia. Chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants what must happen soon. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who gives witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ by reporting what he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud and blessed are those who listen to this prophetic message and heed what is written in it, for the appointed time is near. The Letters to the Churches of Asia The Greeting John to the seven churches in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Christ Jesus, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom, priests for his God and Father, to him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the peoples of the earth will lament him. Yes, Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The first vision. I, John, your brother, who share with you the distress, the kingdom and the endurance we have in Jesus, found myself on the island called Patmos, because I proclaimed God's word and gave testimony to Jesus. I was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a voice as loud as a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Tatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me, and when I turned, I saw seven gold lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, wearing an ankle-length robe with a gold sash around his chest. The hair of his head was as white as white wool or as snow, and his eyes were like a fiery flame. His feet were like polished brass refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing water. In his hand he had he held seven stars, a 
sharp two-edged sword came out of his mouth and his face shone like the sun at its brightest. When I caught sight of him, I fell down at his feet as though dead, and he touched me with his right hand and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Once I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and the netherworld. Write down, therefore, what you have seen and what is happening and what will happen afterwards. This is the secret meaning of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and of the seven gold lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. End of chapter one. Chapter two. To Ephesus, to the angel of the church in Ephesus, write this. The one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks in the midst of the seven gold lampstands says this, I know your works, your labor, and your endurance, and that you cannot tolerate the wicked. You have tested those who call themselves apostles but are not, and discovered that they are impostors. Moreover, you have endurance and have suffered for my name and you have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have lost the love you once had. Realize how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But you have this in your favor. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the victor, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life that is in the garden of God. To Smyrna, to the angel of the church in Smyrna, write this. The first and the last who once died but came to life, says this, I know your tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. I know the slander of those who claim to be Jews and are not, but rather are members of the assembly of Satan. Do not be afraid of anything that you are going to suffer. Indeed, the devil will throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will face an ordeal for 10 days. Remain faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The victor shall not be harmed by the second death. To Pergamum, to the angel of the church in Pergamum, write this. The one with the sharp two-edged sword says this, I know that you live where Satan's throne is, and yet you hold fast to my name and have not denied your faith in me. 
not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was martyred among you where Satan lives. And yet I have a few things against you. You have some people there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who instructed Balak to put a stumbling block before the Israelites, to eat food of sacrificed idols and to play the harlot. Likewise, you also have some people who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. Otherwise, I will come to you quickly and wage war against them with the sword of my mouth. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the victor, I shall give some of the hidden manna. I shall also give a white amulet upon which is inscribed a new name, which no one knows except the one who receives it. To Tyatira, to the church, to the angel of the church in Tyatira, write this. The Son of God, whose eyes are like a fiery flame and whose feet are like polished brass, says this. I know your works, your love, faith, service and endurance, and your last works are greater than the first. Yet I hold this against you, that you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, who teaches and misleads my servants to play the harlot and to eat the food of sacrifice to idols. I have given her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her harlotry. So I will cast on her I will cast her on a sickbed and plunge those who commit adultery with her into intense suffering unless they repent of her works. I will also put her children to death. Thus shall all the churches come to know that I am the searcher of hearts and minds and that I will give each of you what your works deserve. But I say to the rest of you in Tatera, who do not uphold this teaching and know nothing of the so-called deep secrets of Satan, on you I will place no further burden, except that you must hold fast to what you have until I come. To the victor who keeps my ways until the end, I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. Like clay vessels, they will be smashed. Just as I received authority from my father, and to him I will give the morning star. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is the end of chapter 2, and we go on to chapter 3, and the letters to the churches continue with the letter to Sardis. To the angel of the church in Sardis write this, the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your works that you have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen what is left, which is going to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then how you accepted and heard. 
keep it and repent. If you are not watchful, I will come like a thief, and you will never know at what hour I will come upon you. However, you have a few people inside us who have not soiled their garments. They will walk with me dressed in white, because they are worthy. The victor will thus be dressed in white, and I will never erase his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name in the presence of my Father and of his angels. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To Philadelphia, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write this, the Holy One, the true, who holds the key of David, who opens and no one shall close, who closes and no one shall open, says this, I know your works. Behold, I have left an open door before you, which no one can close. You have limited strength, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the assembly of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not, but are lying. Behold, I will make them come and fall prostrate at your feet, and they will realize that I love you. Because you have kept my message of endurance, I will keep you safe in the time of trial that is going to come to the whole world to, in, to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, so that no one may take your crown. The victor I will make into a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will never leave it again. On him I will inscribe the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, as well as my new name. Whoever has ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And lastly, the letter to Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write this. The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the source of God's creation, says this. I know your works. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich and affluent and have no need of anything, and yet do not realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire, so that you may be rich, and white garments to put on, so that your shameful nakedness may not be exposed, and by ointment to smear on your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and chastise. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me. I will give the victor on the right, I will give the victor the right to sit with me on my throne, as I myself won the victory and sit with my father on his throne. Whoever has the ears ought to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The end of chapter 3 and this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and thank you again for being with me. Hi to everyone listening to this podcast and thank you so much for being with me in this Revelation series. Today we are going on to our third theme, um, which encompasses chapters 8 to 11 of uh, the the Revelation to John. And it's all about um, things going wrong, distraction and, uh, yeah, trumpets and opening up distraction uh, upon the earth. So I'm going to read for you from chapters 8 to 11, um, and then there will be a commentary forwarded to you as well. Chapter 8, The Seven Trumpets When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw that the seven angels who stood before God were given seven trumpets. Another angel came and stood at the altar, holding a gold censer. He was given a great quantity of incense to offer along with the prayers of all the holy ones on the gold altar that was before the throne. The smoke of the incense along with the prayers of the holy ones went up before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with burning coals from the altar and hurled it down to the earth. There were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning and an earthquake. The first four trumpets, the seven angels who were holding the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. When the first one blew his trumpet, there came hail and fire mixed with blood which was hurled down to the earth. A third of the land was burned up along with a third of the trees and all the green grass. When the second angel blew his trumpet, something like a large burning mountain was hurled into the sea. A third of the sea turned to blood. A third of the creatures living in the sea died and a third of the ships were wrecked. When the third angel blew his trumpet, a large star, burning like a torch, fell from the sky. It fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The star was called Wormwood, and a third of all the water turned to Wormwood. Many people died from this water because it was made bitter. When the fourth angel blew his trumpet, A third of the sun, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were struck, 
so that a third of them became dark. The day lost its light for a third of the time, as did the night. Then I looked again and I heard an eagle flying overhead, crying out in a loud voice, Woe! Woe! Woe to the inhabitants of the earth from the rest of the trumpet blasts that the three angels are about to blow. We move on now to chapter 9. And the fifth trumpet. Then the angel blew the fifth trumpet that had fallen from the sky to the earth. I beg your pardon. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. It was given the key for the passage to the abyss. It opened the passage to the abyss and smoke came out of the passage like smoke from a huge furnace. The sun and the air were darkened by the smoke from the passage. Locusts came out of the smoke and onto the land and they were given the same power as scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or any tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not allowed to kill them, but only to torment them for five months. The torment they inflicted was like that of a scorpion when it stings a person. During that time, these people will seek death, but will not find it. And they will long to die, but death will escape them. The appearance of the locusts was like that of the horses ready for battle. On their heads they wore what looked like crowns of gold, and their faces were like human faces. They had hair like woman's hair. Their teeth were like lion's teeth, and they had chests like iron breastplates. The sound of their wings was like the sound of many horse-drawn chariots racing into battle. They had tails like scorpions with stingers, and their tails had the power to harm people for five months. They had as their king the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon. The first woe has passed, but there are two more to come. The sixth trumpet. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the gold altar before God, telling the sixth angel who held the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the banks of the great river Euphrates. So the four angels were released, who prepared for this hour, day, month and year, to kill a third of the human race. The number of cavalry troops was now 200 million. I heard their number. Now in my vision, this is how I saw the horses and their riders. They wore red 
blue and yellow breastplates, and the horses' heads were like heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulphur. By these three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulphur that came out of their mouths, a third of the human race was killed. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like snakes with heads that inflict harm. The rest of the human race who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands to give up the worship of demons and idols made from gold, silver, bronze, stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, their magic potions, their unchastity or their robberies. We move on now to Revelation 10 and we read about the angel with the small scroll. Then I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven wrapped in a cloud with a halo around his head. His face was like the sun and his feet were like pillars of fire. In his hand he held a small scroll that had been opened. He placed his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And then he cried out in a loud voice as a lion roars. When he cried out, the seven thunders raised their voices too. When the seven thunders had spoken, I was about to write it down, but I heard a voice from heaven say, Seal up what the seven thunders have spoken, but do not write it down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them, there shall be no more delay. At the time when you hear the seventh angel blow his trumpet, the mysterious plan of God shall be fulfilled as he promised to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went up to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. He said to me, Take it and swallow it. It will turn your stomach sour, but in your mouth it will taste as sweet as honey. I took the small scroll from the angel's hand and swallowed it. In my mouth it was sweet, like honey. But when I had eaten it, my stomach turned sour. And then someone said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues and kings. We move on to Revelation 11 and the last chapter for this day, for today. We are going to read about the two witnesses. Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff and I was told, come and measure the temple of God and the altar and count those who are worshipping in it. 
but exclude the outer court of the temple. Do not measure it, for it has been handed over to the Gentiles, who will trample the holy city for 42 months. I will commission my two witnesses to prophesy for those 1260 days wearing sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. If anyone wants to harm them, fire comes out of their mouths and devours their enemies. In this way, anyone wanting to harm them is sure to be slain. They have the power to close up the sky so that no rain can fall during the time of their prophesying. They also have power to turn water into blood and to afflict the earth with any plague as often as they wish. And when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will wage war against them and conquer them and kill them. Their corpses will lie in the main street of the great city, which has the symbolic names Sodom and Egypt, where indeed their Lord was crucified. Those from every people, tribe, tongue and nation will gaze upon their corpses for three and a half days, and they will not allow their corpses to be buried. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and be glad and exchange gifts because these two prophets tormented the inhabitants of the earth. But after the three and a half days, a breath of life from God entered them. When they stood on their feet, great fear fell upon those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven say to them, Come up here. So they went up to heaven in a cloud as their enemies looked on. At that moment there was a great earthquake and a tenth of the city fell in ruins. 7,000 people were killed during the earthquake. The rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed, but the third is coming soon. The seventh trumpet. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world now belongs to our Lord and to his anointed, and he will reign forever and ever. The twenty-four elders who sat on their thrones before God prostrated themselves and worshipped God and said, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, for you have assumed your great power and have established your reign. The nations raged, but your wrath has come. For the time for the dead to be judged and to recompense your servants, the prophets and the holy ones and those who fear your names, your name, the small and the great alike, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumbles and peals of thunder, an earthquake and a violent hailstorm. And that is the end of chapter 11 and all we will do today for this next theme. 
please do um, refer to the uh, commentary which I will write and let you have. Um, and if you are not signed up for this uh, Revelation series, then please um, go to Facebook perhaps and uh, onto my page, Elaine Foree, and let me know that you want to join and I will send you the back sessions and include you for any future sessions. I would need an email and somewhere where I can WhatsApp you. Thank you so much for listening today and for being with me. God bless you all.